All right, Stuart. Um, thank God we're all done recording our episode on Glory Days. Yeah, and... Um, uh, as always, special thanks to Michael Van Bodegum-Smith for our theme music and Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design. Uh, have a great rest of your week, folks, and make sure to tune in next week for your episode on Now and Then with the music that is now taking you out. Have all a great right. week, folks. Bye. Thank God that's finally over with. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that may... Wait, Stuart, why is the machine smoking? What? The machine is smoking? Oh, God! Oh, no! No! Oh, shit! Oh, no! Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering Glory Days. Enjoy the episode. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Um, in the past 30 minutes, we've repaired the machine, um, but we have unfortunately learned that our entire episode on Glory Days has been deleted. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, um, I'll, I'll just be straight with you, folks. That whole convoluted bit that we just started with was, in fact, a attempt to humorously describe away why we're going to see him a little peeved during this episode. <laughs> um, so last week, we, myself and Stuart, we got together. Uh, we had we had a great time. Yeah. Um, we put our heads together and we plowed out a forty-seven minute episode on the motion picture Glory Days for you folks, for you to listen to, for you to enjoy. Yes. We did this for you. Right. Um, and then we got home. Well, Stuart got home. Put the SD card in. The file was not there. In well, fact, the SD card was not there. Yeah. Uh, as it had fully corrupted. Yeah. Uh, so we lost the episode on Glory Days. This happened to us once before with our Travolta episode on Chains of Gold. Yeah. That one was a little different, though. That one we were just, like, furious. Because we... You know what the worst part about that one was? What? So we had, like, 15 minutes of it. Yeah. But nothing else. Yeah, we had, like, the first eight minutes. And we recorded, like, an hour. Yes. It was an hour episode. On Chains of Gold. On Chains of Gold. A movie that doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. Why did that episode have to be an hour long? Well, I talked about Batman for, like, 20 minutes, but we never lost Oh, that's right. We lost the Batman bit. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Anyway. So, yeah. So, we lost the episode on Glory Days. And so, a week later... We have gathered together again for you, for you, the people, the people, yeah, to give you another episode on the motion picture glory days. And we're going to try and remember as much as we can what we talked about. I have my I'm going to actually try and remember as best as I can what this movie was about. Me too. Uh, I don't remember much of it. Um, it's, been a, it's been a hot second since I watched it. If I remember correctly, so this movie came out in 1985 starring Ben Affleck, Sam Rockwell. It's got a cameo appearance of Matt Damon and... Uh, Brandon Fraser. Oh, God. Uh, oh Alyssa God. Milano is in this, by the yes. way. I, uh, Alyssa Milano, I don't have a comparison for her for modern day, but like, I don't know. She's like the ni- the 90s punk Stuart teenage boy. Stuart is already spark-noting his previous discussions from uh, last week's episode. Am I doing it so well, though? Yes. I'm doing it pretty well, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't want the audience to miss out. But yeah, she was like the, I don't know, just the hot chick in the 90s. Yeah. To put it very mildly. mildly. Um, um, okay, before we get into Alyssa Milano, we should probably talk about the subject of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can talk about Brendan Fraser. We are going to talk about Brendan Fraser. Yes. We're going to talk about him, and we're going to talk about this movie, Glory Days, how it got, you know, basically in conception. Yeah. First, I want to talk about where Fraser's at right now. Yeah. Uh, because we've talked that he's basically, like, he is 
in a lot of double hander comedies. Yeah. And a lot of double hander, you know, movies such as he's in like, you know, you're with honors and you're the scouts. Yeah. And you're younger and youngers. Mm-hmm. Where the layout is like big star and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Like grooming him to eventually be the next big star. Yeah. He's being put on like, you know, co-billing with these guys to start like establishing his presence. Yeah, and then we randomly get The Passion of Darkly Noon, yes. which came out last but week. But he's leading in smaller movies. Right. Like The Passion of Darkly Noon or Airheads, which is kind of which was kind of a smaller movie. Right. With conception. Honors. With Honors was like slightly I mean it had, you know, the pesci of it all. That's true. But like Airheads Younger and younger. Yeah, younger your younger and younger your school ties. Yeah. He's leading smaller movies and yeah. uh, two double-handing um, bigger yeah. bigger comedies. And so that's where he's at right now. He's a recognizable face, yes. recognizable name, but, that's, but he's, he's not an Oscar winner. That's the key of this is that he's a recognizable face. Yeah. By this point, he's established enough that people recognize him, yeah. and that opens the door to small, like even smaller roles and cameos. Right. Uh, like what we saw, you know, he did the three Pauly Shore movies. Yes, But now he, he was just playing Link. He was just Link again. Right. And next week we'll release uh, the episode now and then where he also has a smaller role in that yeah, one. Yeah, but he's there for like emotional effectiveness and, and he, just to be like, oh, it's Fraser. Yeah. He can come in and do a scene. Yeah, one scene. That's it. And it's the same thing in this motion picture, Glory Days. Yeah. Except instead of coming in for like emotional, he's just there for a comedy bit. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about on this show that one of the great Fraser things is kind of his lack of ego in the performances. Yeah. His ability to, like, you know, either make himself look dumb, make himself look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Bradley brought this up in our episode of The Passion of Darkly Noon last week. Yeah. Um, you know how fr- it's a very, like, selfless performance. Yeah. Yeah. That Fraser's just, like, willing to go that Bumbling far. and babbling yeah. and doing all that shit that he's doing. Or, like, in the when we get to The Mummy and, like, he's willing to just kind of be a lovable idiot in it. Yeah. Instead of trying to always be, like, the guy who has a plan. Right. Yeah. Um, and in this movie, he plays up that slightly. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just kind of playing like a, for lack of a better term, a beta boyfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's basically, that, that's what, basically what he's playing in this. Yeah. In his one scene. It's a single scene. Yeah. And I think we might be a little faster in summarizing the plot than we were last week because yeah. this movie itself is very plotless. Yes. But like, it's a lot of n- business. It's, I don't want to say plotless, like uh, necessarily disparagingly. Because I think I said last week that this movie, you know, every generation gets the knockoff to the knockoff of American Graffiti that it deserves. Yes, yes. Because American Graffiti, you know, is a defining movie, um, both of that generation, of its time, and just in general. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, Your favorite? American Graffiti is my favorite movie. Prometheus, is it? No, I love Prometheus. I do love Prometheus, believe it or not. It's Um, not your favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie. Interesting. Uh, American Graffiti is my favorite movie. Gotcha. Um, you heard it here, folks. Mark it down. Yeah, American Graffiti. When Great. people release their Jeff uh, Bible yes, the <laughs> from Jeff. the three travolting seasons yes. that we've done, they're going to be like, they're going to look, look back and when Jeff says like, oh yeah, Carrie, my favorite movie. And they're like, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> on epi- on, on uh, uh, travolting season two, Frasers is episode 14 in the minute mark of seven minutes and five seconds. He said that uh, American Graffiti is his favorite movie. Which is true. Good. It's um, not a bad movie to make your favorite. Yeah. But, like, every generation kind of... It's a movie that's constantly aped. Yeah. They try and remake, mm-hmm. for lack of a term, remake it a lot. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, it's also a pretty broad story, to be fair. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah. But like you're dazed and confused. Yeah. Which is, you know, a great movie in its own right. And I don't mean to say like it's a knockoff in a disparaging way. But like you're um a great example that just came out is um Licorice Pizza. Licorice mm-hmm. Pizza very much intentionally designed by PTA to ape the style and the idea of American graffiti. Yeah. And that's it for this generation. I mean, it's set in the seventies, so it's like still a period piece. Yeah. But like they it's a movie that's constantly being reformatted to different generations. Mm-hmm. And this is an attempt to kind of do that in the 90s. But I think even the title, like Glory Days, it's aping on Dazed and Confused. Yeah. A movie that came out like three years before this. Yeah. Well, because Dazed and Confused was also a period piece on its own. Yes. Set in the 70s. So this is like, all right, what if we... Did a Dazed and Confused, but based on now. Yeah, what if we did Dazed and Confused, but based on now? And what if we did American... What if we did Dazed and Confused based on American Graffiti based on now? With Matthew McConaughey. My head did, in fact, just explode saying that. Yeah, with Matthew McConaughey in a cameo yeah. role. And You this, heard that right. Matthew McConaughey yes. is in this movie. Oh, yeah. So right. is Matt Damon. Uh, this and mo- Melissa Milano. And so the guy who has this idea, his name is Rich Wilkies, the director of this movie and the screenwriter. Uh, We've encountered him before. Yes. He's the writer of Airheads. That was his first movie. And what has he directed since then? Since this, he has directed nothing. Yeah. And what did he do before this? Um. So... He did Airheads, and then he was the co-writer of two movies, The Stoned Age and The Jerky Boys, the movie. I just want to pause. Yeah. I'm sensing a pattern here. Yeah, they're all like stoner Gen X comedies. Yes. Um, And then he does Glory Days. He directs and writes this movie. And then he doesn't do anything for seven years. And then he writes Triple X, the Vin Diesel uh, sports action comedy. Yeah. Or not comedy, sports action movie. Uh, and then he doesn't do anything else. He co-wrote a movie called The Dirt back in 2019, and he co-wrote Bulletproof 2 in 2020. Yeah. And that's it. Where's Rich Wilkie's now? Where is Rich Wilkie's now? Is he on Cameo? Probably not. Uh, no, he's definitely not on Cameo. Yeah. But he gets he gets residuals for the triple X sequels. Triple X State of the Union, Triple X The Return of Xander Cage. What was State of the Union about? Well, State of the Union is the one where they couldn't get Vin Diesel back, so it's Ice Cube. Oh. But Xander Cage comes back in the third one. Yes, and Ice Cube also comes back in the third one. You know what's an unrated Vin Diesel sequel? What? Riddick. Is the it good? newest one. It's not that good, but in terms of like like the Riddick movies weren't that great. Yeah. Like Pitch Black, kind of meh. Chronicles of Riddick, pretty bad. But the Riddick movie, it's like a prey. They go back to their roots with Pitch Black. It's actually pretty good. Kind of good? Kind of good. Maybe I'll watch it one day. Not today, though. Yeah. Today we're on a time crunch. We are on a time (laughs) crunch. Uh, So, yeah, that's the conception of this movie, Glory Days. Yeah. And the plot, the basic idea of this movie... Because I feel like we went through explaining all the characters last time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can just kind of say it's about five guys who live together in a house in college. Yeah. And they're in Santa Cruz, I believe. Yeah. yeah Santa Cruz. And they're all just trying to cope with the fact that they're leaving college not to become adults. It's just the plot of American Graffiti. Yeah. They're played by Ben Affleck, Sam Rockwell. Or we can s- summarize the characters really quick. Yeah. Ben Affleck as, like, the lead character. Yeah, ben Affleck is... Jack. Jack. And Jack is a stereotypical punk, nothing yeah. matters, 
not quite emo, but just yeah. kind of like, you know, angry at the world. Yeah, type. Young adult dude. Um, he Yeah, he's the main character, and he doesn't want to leave because he has no prospects in the future. Right. Sam Rockwell's playing Rob. Rob, who is... Uh, played by Sam Rockwell, and then we can move... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's his whole thing. He has no character in this movie. Uh, yeah, I was going to say... I like, love Sam Rockwell, but he's not. he has nothing to do. Yeah. The, the one little arc that they give him is that he has a girlfriend, and he's nervous about meeting her mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jeff, am I missing anything with no, his that, arc? that's all that Sam Rockwell that's has. really all he does. There's French Stewart. French who? Stewart. Voila, was all you mean? French Stewart. You're going to get French Stewart on the rest of this uh-huh. podcast? Hey, how you say? We just alienated all of our yes, French audiences. Uh, French Stewart, he of Inspector Gadget 2 fame. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, we didn't say that in the last episode. The last record. Well, this is a chance to. The sequel to the Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget? Yeah, and French Stewart replaces Matthew Broderick. Oh, my God. Is that the one where they have the female Inspector Gadget? Yeah. And they literally have, like, the chips are differently? Yes. Oh, have you seen Inspector Gadget 2? I have seen Inspector Me Gadget too. 2. I've seen both Inspector Gadgets. Inspector Gadget 2 is also the one where they couldn't... Like, they replaced most of the cast. Um, They recast most of the characters. But they... What's his name? Dr. Claw? Is that the bad guy? Yeah, Dr. Claw? Yeah. Dr. Claw is recast, but for some reason they only shoot him in shadow in the sequel. Do you remember this? No. It's been a long time since I've seen Inspector Gadget, bro. In the first movie, Rupert Everett plays Dr. Claw, and he's just like a guy in a suit. In the second one, he's like always obscured, and you only ever see his mouth, and he talks like this. Oh, I see what you're talking about, because it's this guy in the first movie. I'm showing uh, Jeff a picture. And then it, the next guy, it's just not buddy. They don't show so his face. Is Claw like an anti-Inspector Gadget? Let's let's. P- no, we pause, don't have pause, time Claw. for this. We don't have time for this. Okay, sorry. We have to get to our next D&D session pretty soon. Yeah. So. French Stewart, he of Inspector Gadget 2 fame, is playing Dennis. We'll, we'll table the Inspector Gadget. I can tell you're disappointed. We'll table the Inspector <laughs> I'm Gadget. I'm looking at the IDB page. <laughs> we'll talk about Inspector Gadget one day. We'll do the Gadget cast. <laughs> All right. Go-Go podcast. Go-Go podcast. Um, pod pod podcast pod pod podcast um, Dennis's thing is that he's a perpetual student he spent six years at the college yeah um, and just keeps changing his major yeah he like graduates at the end of the movie right that's the thing oh yeah, yeah cause he's off for tenure like, right, John yeah. and Gim- Gimli tries he's to sleep with go him to grad school and all that yeah, stuff Gimli tries to sleep with him Gimli yeah. uh, John um, Rise Davies John Rise Davies yeah um, we get um, uh, two God, other guys who two I other guys remember. Vinny Doremus as Mickey. Uh, Vinny Doremus, who has acted in this and one other movie, and then has become an editor on Chicago Med, the TV show. Uh, we don't have any connection to that. Yeah, none at all. Um, it's a funny career path. I'm happy for him. He found his thing. Yeah. And then there's Vian Hong as Josh, who they call Slosh, because he's a dropout and just spends all day getting sloshed, drunk. Good for him. So that's our five protagonists, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, ben Affleck starts his movie giving a little narration, a very Gen Xy narration. Very Gen Xy punk rock opening yeah, with an like alarm rock, clock. Yeah, with the clunk, clunk rock, and he's like, you know, we're a bunch of art school kids. Whoever said we would accomplish anything? Yeah, Bruce. It's like, okay, great, great, Ben. <laughs> You're, ba- you're Batman now. 
Oh my god. Um, From Glory Days to Batman, nothing yeah, has changed. He fucking ripped. Um, he has a very funny hair in this. He Affleck does. does. You know who doesn't have funny hair? Fraser. Fraser. Well, do you want to cue that when we see him in the movie? Sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, we can. God, how do I struggle to remember how this movie progressed? Well, basically, it's on the verge of graduation. Like, they're on the verge they're, of graduation, and they're all getting ready to move on with their lives. And then at the last minute, they decide we're going to renew our lease and stay here. Yeah, for another year. For another year. And then 45 minutes goes by, and they all realize, we don't want to stay here anymore. Yeah, they go through a big character arc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which means they do one thing differently. Yes. Uh, ben Affleck, Jack, gets in a fight with his parents. Yeah. He... Uh, he professes his love to his ex, who rejects him. And then Rob meets his girlfriend's mom. It goes yes. fine. Uh, the other few guys discover other things. And then they decide they don't want to stay at the house anymore. They're going to move on with their lives. Yeah. That's ba- I mean, yeah, that's basically the extent of it. Affleck um, is in a sculpt. There's like a lot of movie results are in a sculpting class. Yeah. He and French Stewart are both in a sculpting class taught by John Rhys Davies. Right. Um, Sala himself. Um, who, like, he is really hot on, he's really hot on French Stewart's <clears throat> work. Yeah. And offers him essentially to become his, um, what do you call it? Uh, I think a grad assistant. Yeah, grad assistant or something yeah. like that. Which would, gives uh, you know French Stewart the reason to stick behind. Yeah. Um, Affleck just doesn't want to leave, so he's just going to stay and party for another year because he doesn't want to move on. Right. Rob is um, in a relationship, and so that's why he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't. I have no memory of what Mickey's presence in this movie is. I th- Mickey's the one who like has a crush on Alyssa Milano, yes, but can't yes. do anything about it. Yes, and that would be his reason to stay is to have another shot. And then Josh Slosh just is going to stay anyway because he dropped out of school. Yeah, he dropped out of school. Um. Okay. Apprenticeship. That's what he's. That's what French Stewart's offered. Yeah. Uh. There's a few party scenes. Yeah, there's a few party scenes um, where there's just a lot of punk rock playing, and they're hanging out. Nothing happens. At one point, um, is it Megan Ward who tries to sleep with Ben Affleck? Or is that Alyssa Milano? I think it's Alyssa Milano. That's Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano tries to sleep with Ben Affleck, and he rejects her um, because he still hasn't gotten over Dina, his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Um, And that's the, the structure of this movie is basically party scene. Sculpting class scene, party scene, sculpting class scene, Affleck narration. The one part of the movie where I think it actually adopts a pretty like fun structure to it mm-hmm. is the uh, is when Fraser actually pops up. Yeah, because this is when he, uh, after he goes, this is after graduation. He yeah. goes to dinner with his parents. His yes. dad does an over the top performance of the disappointing dad type. Well, it's Spalding Gray playing the dad, right? Who I'm a fan of, right? Great guy. Yeah. Uh, has the saddest history of all time. He does? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so Spalding Gray in 2004 saw the movie Big Fish. Yeah. Um, and cried so hard afterward. And he had just been diagnosed with like Parkinson's or, or cancer. Oh. And watched Big Fish and felt like that gave him permission to leave and killed himself the next day. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's terribly depressing. 
And thank you for listening to the yeah. podcast. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcast. If you re- if you actually like if you were interested, uh check out uh, Swimming to Cambodia. It's a really good like eighty minute movie. It's just him giving a monologue about his time in Cambodia. Tremendous movie though. Wow. Directed by Jonathan Demi. Um anyway, but Spalding Gray is playing his dad. And there's a very good visual beat where like Affleck and his mom get little salads and a full pig's head comes out for Spalding Gray. Yeah. And he's like, so, son, what what's your plan for the future? And I'm like, well, I just graduated 17 minutes ago. I don't really know what's next. That's 17 minutes later than someone preparing it ahead. Than someone who planned ahead. Yeah. And um, Affleck gets into a fight with them about this. And he, comes, he goes to the bathroom, rehearses what he's going to say to them. And by the time he comes back, they're gone. Yeah, they, they sees, leave him. They leave him and he sees him drive away in the parking lot. Yeah. So he walks home and they play this... Um, Sad music. No, this one punk rock song, which is... I'm trying to find the quote of it because it's very funny. Uh, he says the words, what if I, what if what I got is the best I'm going to get? And, um, oh my God, what is the... I don't know, man. You're on your own here. There's like some just... It's like this song that's like, yeah, I'm fucked. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's like a guy just speaking. It's very good. That's all like 90s punk rock. Yes. But uh, he gets into a bus, and he's already very irritated from it, this argument with his parents. And he looks over, and there's a couple having a fight. And in that couple, Brendan Fraser, yeah, woo, woo. and Leia Romini. Uh, f- she's taking the bus back from annihilating Scientology. Yes. Uh, <laughs> wow, good, good pull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're arguing, and Affleck's just like, "Shut up." He's like, stop yelling. Stop making this my problem. And he's like, you're like, yo, chick. And then that causes yeah. a big problem because he called a woman chick. Yeah. And Leia Romini starts fighting back. And Fraser's playing like ultimate like beta boyfriend. He's like, yeah, man. What he's like you-, you know, um, I, I think that's fine. But like, you, you shouldn't have called her like that. And he's like trying to sympathize with Affleck. But Leia Romini is like forcing him to yeah. be, re- be defensive for her. Yeah. And so the fight just keeps going, and then the bus driver comes back, and he's like, what's going on? She's like, he called me chicken. The guy's like, not on my bus. It's like, you can get away with that on the two, on the four, on the five, but not on the three. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Rips his shirt off and throws it's him off the bus. actually an excellent scene. He literally rips his shirt yeah. off. Have you seen those like TikToks or, or short videos where it's like, hey, can I get a napkin? The dude rips someone's shirt off and hands it to somebody. I have not seen it's that. almost like that. Uh, Stuart, I do quickly want to say you already did the hair ranking for this. I did. Uh, do you want me to just list it out? Yeah. Uh, so, folks, Stuart, what does this hair look like in this movie? It's regular Brendan Fraser hair. Yes. Nothing. And Stuart put him at number seven um, behind Airheads above the Passion of Darkly Noon. Which I think is fair. Yes, I agree. Um, so that was the hair ranking Yeah. for this movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie has a really nice visual metaphor in it. I mean, that's that's Fraser's scene. That's Fraser's scene. Is he's it's a nice little bit of him just kind of you know let Bill, being willing to play like a shitty boyfriend type. Yes. Uh, this movie has one nice visual metaphor that continues throughout the whole thing. Hmm. When they're all deciding they're going to stay uh, in college, they're like throwing darts at a dartboard, and one of them goes askew and hits a clock. Oh, and gets stuck in the clock. Yeah, we did say that on the last and recording. The second hand hits it and just like keeps bouncing off of it. And it's a really effective visual metaphor in this movie because you keep cutting back to that clock. Yeah. It's like they're stopping time, but only with a temporary tool, something that's not going to last. Right. Which is what this movie's about. Right. 
And at the end of the movie, the dart does fall out and the clock continues. Yeah. As do their lives. Yeah. This movie's kind of a plea for like to to move on with your life. Yeah. It's a movie about like, you know, it's great to be Gen X, it's great to hang out, it's great to have fun, but that eventually we do all have to enter the world. Well, and I think in a historical context, I think it's Retros- retrospectively looking back that the Gen X were like the slacker generation. Yeah, that's their that was their history. That that was their history that they're like I don't I mean, but I've always are I've always had a beef with that because every older generation looks at the younger generation as slackers. Yes. That's what gen like millennials are. Yeah. That's what Gen Z is. Well, the the, the Gen X was the slacker generation that fought back against the slack about being called slackers by being more slackers and leaning into it ironically. Okay. It was like a thing. Yeah. And like, you know, now Gen X is like, it's the people, they're like the people on top. They're like forties and fifties now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is a plea to like, get to that, like to enjoy your time. And then there was millennials who lived through like, it's, it's, wars it's and trying to find the middle ground between, um, Affleck and Spalding gray. Right. It's like, you know, you don't have to have your entire life planned ahead, but you do eventually have to move on. Yeah, and that—that's what this movie's about, Glory Days. Yeah, that is. Uh, I uh, Doug is the name of Brendan Fraser. Yes, he character. plays Doug. Good yeah. name. Yeah, good guy. Uh, Jeff, I honestly have nothing else to say about this movie. Yeah, I. It's. I'm. I'm. We apologize for like the quality of this episode, but there's like we recorded 48 minutes last week. It was already a slightly yeah. shorter episode just because we didn't have too much to yeah. say about this movie. We're coming up to 30 minutes, so it's and we're, decent. And we're struggling to find out, to remember exactly what we talked about and have... Because like I watched this movie about an hour before we recorded last time, so it was fresh. Well, it was like last week, we didn't have much to say on it either. Yeah. And we literally just watched it. Yeah. And I think that testifies to the effectiveness of this movie. Yeah, it's it's like it's an enjoyable movie, a 6 out of 10 five like i enjoyed it um for what it was worth but it was empty calories for me empty calories yes yes i think that's very fair um it's nice to see fraser you know notable enough that he can do th- things like this just like pop into a movie and people are like yeah. oh that's brendan fraser yeah it's that guy from that movie i liked i think we're coming up on like outside of glory days we're coming up on what so far are my f- two favorite episodes that we've done so far last week's passion of darkly noon and we haven't recorded yet but I'm, i've seen the movie now and then that we'll record later we've already recorded that episode why you <laughs> okay well thank you Jeff. Okay, I, I do want to announce that there is a slight scheduling change coming up oh because in now and then we announce at the end of the episode we say make sure to tune in next week for the episode on kids in the hall brain candy that will not be the episode following now and then now and then, they're gonna is, be really confused is when gonna, after this episode on now yeah. and the now and then episode when we do and then they have yeah. to like, is there a way to like splice in a new ending? Maybe, uh, maybe. Okay. I might be able to. Yeah, it might be worth looking in. Well, anyway, now next week, now and then, uh, an episode we had a really good conversation on. You're probably also looking forward to a shorter episode after our two hour and forty one minute darkly noon episode. That's very true. Yeah, we can cut ourselves no- some slack on yeah. that one. Um. But after now and then, next week, we're going back. Going back. We're going back. We're going back. Because folks. Folks. Folks, let me tell you. 
Let us tell you. On November 11th, Uh-oh. something's happening. What's happening, Jeff? Movie's coming out. Yeah. A little movie called Paradise City. <gasps> Starring John Travolta. And Bruce Willis. That's right, baby. Travolta's back! So on the 11th, the episode Now and Then drops. A week later, November 18th, we will be going back to the Travolting days. Season one. To cover Paradise City, the motion picture directed by Chuck Russell. Wow. So there will be that slight scheduling change, so don't be confused next week or the week following. Uh, Prepare for that. We're going back to Travolta for a little bit. Yeah. Check in with our boy. See how I feel like doing. when we start, when we record that episode, we can also preface with that one as well and be like, yeah, hey, guys, so if you listen to our Now and Then episode, we told you you'd be listening to this episode, yeah. but instead you're getting this. Why? And then we can explain. Yeah, for sure. In case people lose memory between this episode and two episodes from now. Yeah, I agree. Back to an earlier thing I wanted to discuss, though, uh, regarding the shortness of this episode. I do think we should give ourselves some slack. We are coming off of what I consider my two favorite episodes of our show so far. Yeah. Passion of Darkly Noon and Now and Then. Passion of Darkly Noon in the sense that it is the most anti-Travolta pick of a yeah. movie. Travolta would have never, in his wildest dreams, had done a picture like Passion of Darkly Noon. And he also would not have done it with as much conviction as Brendan Fraser did. And it's all him. And he has to own that movie. Because if he falters at all, the movie is not. Yeah. It doesn't work. And no, that's he, a tremendous movie. And then next week, when you guys listen to Now and Then, he's in one scene of that movie. He is. But he does a lot with one scene. Yes. He really does. I, I can't wait for you guys to listen to that episode because I think if you listen to the Passion Darkly Noon episode and then listen to the Now and Then episode, those are like two major, at least so far in the 15 episodes we would have done by then. Those are two very big hallmark pillar pieces yes. in my experience of doing this podcast so far that really testified to Fraser's growth of mm-hmm. an actor. And I, I can't wait till we get into his later movies when he's like really going to pop off. But just in terms of like his beginnings era, which I know we're not done with yet. You know, he's on a really good climb. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Fuck this movie, though. Yeah. I like this movie. It's fine. Yeah, it was all right. Well, anyway, that was our episode on Glory Days. Oh, the, the last thing Affleck does in this movie is he writes the words angst for the memories on a, a window. Ha! Um, because it's the 90s. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Please remember to rate, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Pop into our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Find us on Twitter or Instagram at TravoltingPod. TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com for any emails. Um, at Jeff W. Sweeney on Twitter for me. Uh, at Stuart Elmore 95. I don't post much. Yeah. Um, as always, special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design and Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme music. Uh, make sure to tune next week from now and then. Have a great week, folks. <laughs>